This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. Ryan Aber from the Daily Oklahoma. And you heard my cut right there with Porter Mosier. You know, you can kind of speak to the difference between Lloyd Noble and McCaslin Fieldhouse. Describe the two when it comes to actual game atmosphere, Ryan. Yeah, it's a, a lot different. It's uh, McCaslin Fieldhouse. The, the, the fans are going to be right up on you. And obviously, uh, with it being a students-only game, they're probably going to be a whole lot louder than they are are able to be at uh, Lloyd Noble Center. So, not that OU should have much problems with uh, UAPB, but there should be a fun atmosphere out there. I, I covered the last time that OU played a regular season game uh, at, at McCaslin Fieldhouse back in the uh, Buddy Heald days, yeah. uh, a couple of years before they made their Final Four run. And uh, it was a it was a cool atmosphere then. I'm glad they're uh, bringing that one back and uh, playing at McCaslin again. Buddy Buckets, you know you, that's a name that kind of gets forgotten in Oklahoma basketball history. We do think you know actually Porter mentioned guys like Alvin Adams, and of course we all think of Stacy King and and Wayman and that kind of thing. But then you think of a guy like Buddy. I mean, he's you know still playing in the NBA, great career, short time at Oklahoma, but what a player he was. Hey, let's before we leave basketball, let's get into what's happening with Porter Moser and his group. I saw a tweet that said you're not going to know who any of these guys are, but they're really fun. Uh, are you surprised by what Porter, Porter is doing? And, because that's a mix of a lot of new guys. Yeah, I think absolutely. I think it's a combination of uh, you know some of the, the returners, especially Otega Owe and what he's become. I don't think a lot of people saw, saw that uh, amount of growth coming from him, you know, leading them with 15 points a game and, and just being really solid all around. Um, but also the, the, the number of players transfers in that he's hit on and, uh, you know, you, you knew that they had to have a, a better winning percentage on those guys than they've had the last couple of years in order to make a, a kind of leap like they've done. But, you know, Javion McCollum has been really good. Uh, Latrey Darthard's been really good and, uh, and on and on. I mean, that, that dunk that, uh, Jalen Moore had the other day, uh, was, was just incredible on Thanksgiving Day and in, in that victory over Iowa. And they're just a much more athletic team, a much more aggressive team uh, on both ends of the floor, but especially on the offensive end, the way they've been able to uh, get to the free throw line consistently, I think has been a big, uh, big key for their, uh, their growth. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. The schedule gets interesting, mm-hmm. uh, especially next weekend. Uh, up there in Tulsa playing Arkansas after what Arkansas did last night, knocking off uh, Duke. So, And then they've got North Carolina a couple weeks after that. So it'll be an interesting December for them, but big for Porter Moses' group to get ranked for the first time uh, since uh, he took over for Lon Kruger. Yes, yeah, that is important. You know, and it is the, the parallels of year one for Brent Venables, and boy, you got to get better in year two, and they did. And year one for Port, Porter, you know, first couple of years actually, you know, for Porter, and then you got to get better, and it's happening. And you know, a lot of what he we saw him do when he got this job is now what he's pulling off right here. And sometimes 
gosh, you just cast lightning in a bottle. Uh, so things going well for them. Now let's flip over to Oklahoma football. Sooners getting a lot of guys on the Big 12 t- first team. I'm so pleased for all those guys, Drake Stoops especially, because you know how much of a fan I am of him. But I think Stutzman is deserving, Bowman, Gabriel as well. I mean, you could even make the you know the point that Andrew, you know, that Ethan Downs and Rain, who both were second teamers, might have been. Uh, as well, you know, worthy. But I think they got coach of the year and you know, offensive player of the year and all that right in the Big 12. My question to you is, you know, we're still seeing Oklahoma ranked in front of Oklahoma State in the power rankings, and you got Cowboy fans going, well, you know, we won that game. Uh, now, there are a lot of ways to explain it, but how would you explain it? Well, I think to me it comes down to uh, just because you won that game, you know, you also got blown out by uh, South Florida or, or, or South Alabama and got blown out by Central Florida, and those two games, uh, you know, don't don't disappear just because they won Bedlam and and just because they made the Big Twelve title game. You know, I've got OU ranked ahead of OSU in my rankings simply because of those two games, and you know, it's not like either of them was a fluke. They got uh, they got hammered in both of them, and mm-hmm. uh, so it's to me it's pretty pretty easy to explain uh, there, but. Oklahoma State gets the uh, the berth in the Big 12 title game, so uh, you know ha- hats off to them, and it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. Is you know that uh, is going to play into uh, how the bowl matchups mm-hmm. uh, wind up falling out, and uh, you know ultimately, obviously, how the rankings uh, wind up uh, laying themselves out as well. So let's get into that bowl thing, because you made a really important point there. We're talking to Ryan Aber. He's our OU Insider. If you have a question for him, you can text it to our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line, 918-262-5072. You know, we know there's a couple of possible destinations, including taking a bite of the new mascot at the uh, <laughs> Pop-Tarts Bowl. I'm not doing it. Um, but there's some other opportunities. But let's go to what I think is the most important part of it. So let's say Oklahoma State beats Texas. They're going to be a New Year's Six team. If they lose to Texas, does that New Year's Six go to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State? Does it get kicked to somebody else? What do you think? Well, uh, you know, I, I think for, for OU, it, they need some other help in order to get into the New Year's Six. You know, would they jump in, uh, jump up higher uh, with a, a Texas win, say, because that elevates uh, their, their biggest win over Texas? And is that enough to uh, you know jump them over a team like uh, Penn State or uh, or Ole Miss? Uh, you never know with the committee and the way that they look at uh, overall resumes. And you know I really like the approach that they take, but uh, certainly leaves questions to be asked because it's not just as simple as well. OU was ranked behind these teams before, so they're going to stay behind them given. None of them played. I think the, the, the way that the resume has changed is certainly something the committee uh, takes a look at. But I think the biggest thing for OU is you got to root for a couple things. One, you root for Georgia to absolutely boat race Alabama. <laughs> and if, if that, that happens, then Alabama can drop out of that, uh, that grouping, and OU's got a chance to move up with a Texas win into uh, a, a New Year's Six spot. And then, uh, you know, I think sort of the same thing with Washington and Oregon. I think it would have to be just an absolute uh, annihilation there for Oregon to drop that low. But you at least give yourself a chance. And then, obviously, you, you want uh, Michigan uh, to, to hold serve there as well as Florida State to not, uh, you know, have another team 
uh, jump up into that uh, New Year's Six that uh, wouldn't otherwise uh, get there. I think for me, the most likely destination for the Sooners is uh, is the Alamo Bowl. I, I think uh, you know they've only been there once, and it was in the the COVID year. I think uh, you know obviously, or actually, was it the COVID years twenty twenty one um when uh when bob stoops uh took over there but i think the san antonio would love to have the sooners back and and to me that destination just makes the most sense uh you know unless they're able to jump up and, and jump into uh you know the fiesta or the peach in a new year's six slot i'm gonna let bryce ask a question in a second but first quickly if oklahoma state beats texas do you think like i do that they are a new year's six team yeah, I mean they'd have to be uh, by the rules yeah. that uh, they they would uh, jump I mean, up. And take I mean that deserving out. though. I mean, I mean there are people uh, who told me yet, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean you you beat OU and you beat Texas in a in a season. Absolutely, you deserve to be there. You know, talking about yeah, those losses don't go away, but those wins don't go away either. And uh, to have you know two wins like that on their schedule, absolutely, they would be uh, deserving of it. Now the interesting thing this year is with the sugar. Being a uh, uh, being a semifinal game, they wouldn't go directly to the Sugar. They would likely uh, go to the Cotton uh, in that case. But uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Mm-hmm. But I think absolutely they'd be deserving if they won. Yeah, and that's you know, it is clear they go if they win. But there, I had someone tell me yesterday. Well, you know, I don't think they're worthy. You know, if they lose, and even if they win, I didn't think they're. He said, I don't think they're worthy. And if they lose, they certainly aren't. So let's go to where, you know, you mentioned, you know, obviously uh, the Alamo Bowl, which would be fun. Right now we're seeing Oklahoma, maybe Arizona. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, that's what it looks like. I mean, Arizona had a great finish to the season. I think they would have loved to have uh, matched up OU and USC in that one and and getting a a Lincoln-Riley rematch there. But the way USC fell off at the end of the season makes that impossible. Mm -hmm. So I think Arizona is going to ultimately wind up being that other team in the Alamo Bowl, and I think that'd be a, a really good matchup. It'd be a uh, uh, you know a, a return for a couple of guys on the OU staff, including one who uh, was just elevated, Seth Luttrell and uh, Bill Biedenboe were co-offensive coordinators at Arizona uh, for a time. So, um, you know, it, it would be a, an intriguing matchup for sure. It's been a long time since uh, – since uh, those two teams have matched up. Yep. A couple more minutes here with uh, Ryan Aber, our OU Insider at 748 on the Blitz 1170, recording Bryce Hulse. Yeah, Ryan, you bring up Seth Luttrell, you know, him and uh, Joe John Finley being promoted as co-offensive coordinators. If I remember right, is it Joe John Finley who's mainly the offensive coordinator and Seth Luttrell is more in a co-position? No, the other way around. Other way around. Okay. Going to be the the, uh, main offensive coordinator and then uh, Joe John is going to be involved in the planning for the offense as well, but Seth is going to call the plays. What what has the reaction been from uh, your end mainly on on that uh, promotion? Well, I think uh, a couple of things. One, just personally, reaction. Uh, you know, excited for Seth Luttrell. Seth Luttrell uh, is a guy who's from Muskogee, and I my, actually my first uh, job as a sports writer was in Muskogee, and one of the things I had to do was come to OU on their home games and write uh, about Seth Luttrell's uh, accomplishments every Saturday for uh, the 99 and mm-hmm. 2000 season. So I've written a, a lot of words about Seth Luttrell a long, long time ago. 
So uh, it was, was interesting to see that move. But also, I, I think uh, there's some excitement around it. I think people forget maybe just how good some of his offenses were, especially at North Carolina and then at North Texas, even when he took over, even as a head coach, took over play calling duties. And uh, they had some really, really good offenses under Mason Fine. Uh, there at quarterback, record-breaking years uh, for for the the Mean Green there, and uh, you know I think there's a lot of excitement for the continuity that it it brings. He does a lot of the same things that Jeff Levy likes to do offensively. The terminology is very uh, similar, if not the same. And then uh, you know I know that uh, you know our our my beat partner Justin Martinez talked to uh, Jackson Arnold's dad who said that he was fired up for uh, that move. And I, I know it's, uh, it'll keep Jackson Arnold in the fold. I know recruits, it, by, by and large, are, are fired up about the move as well, given that, that it lets them uh, you know, be with a guy that they're familiar with and not have to uh, deal with the unknown. So I think it'll help them keep this recruiting class together, uh, you know, even as, as certainly there, there'll be some movement, but not as much maybe as, they would have gone outside. I know there's a lot of people who sort of wish they would have gone outside for, for different reasons, but I think overall this uh, is the right move. Ryan Abro, you insider with us. Just a couple of more minutes here as we close up. So, you know, you mentioned Oklahoma State. It, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of places for them as possible as well, including what used to be the, the well, the Cheez-It Bowl is still going on, but now we've got the Pop-Tarts thing going on. And, you know, we had had a conversation about that yesterday because OU had been mentioned, you know, briefly for that bowl game as well. Just can't imagine the taking the bite of the live mascot. I'm a hard no on that. How about you? Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, I'd have to say no. Uh, you know that bowl. Well, one is cheese. It just going to wind up sponsoring every bowl because they've. Uh, I think this is number three on them. Mm-hmm. They they started out in Arizona and now they're making the rounds in Orlando. So uh, apparently they're just going to bounce around and eventually sponsor every bowl. It's going well. Why not? Right. Yeah. Although I, I got to say, you know, last year was at the Cheez It Bowl and got all kinds of Cheez It samples and, and everything like that. But I think I'd be more fired up for the Pop Tarts Bowl and, and getting all kinds of Pop Tarts. As long as they're the right kinds, you know, s'mores, chocolate, cherry, things like that will, will be good. But, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they have to do out there. But I, I think. That's probably where I would guess OSU winds up if they lose the Big 12 title game, either there or the Texas Bowl. But, uh, you know, it'll be really interesting to see how it all shakes out uh, on Sunday. No doubt about that. Well, Ryan, always good. Tell us what you're writing for the Oklahoman today. Yeah, you know, looking more into Seth Luttrell's background and then also uh, 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 taking a look at uh, what, what OU fans should be rooting for uh, on on Friday and Saturday, just talked about that a little bit uh, with you, but uh, you know, sort of a rooting guide for Sooners fans if you want to move into the uh, the New Year Six uh, in the bowl season. All right. All right. So you'll hear that today from Ryan Aber at the Oklahoma Naro OU Insider. Ryan, thank you very much. Always a good time. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.